0: Talk with BJ, the podcast where trial attorney and legal commentator BJ Bernstein and her guests discuss the latest issues from around the legal world. BJ Bernstein is a frequent commentator on television and radio. She's unique in that she not only comments on legal issues, having been lead counsel on numerous high-profile cases of national interest, but her relatable personal style allows the viewer to understand the law behind the headlines and why it's important. Now, here's your host, BJ Bernstein.
1: Welcome to Law Talk with BJ. Today's a different episode, and more instead of uh, the day to day of law that you see, it's the part of law you don't see, which is when you get served a subpoena or you get served a lawsuit. It has to be properly served under the law. There are special laws that apply to make sure either that there's personal service or other legal ways of service. And yet people don't like to be served with subpoenas. They don't like to go to court. They don't want to be served with a lawsuit. And so that's why I brought the best, at least one of the best that I know of. And that is Liz Shepard and her mom, Louise, who we affectionately call Rogue Senior, who are A plus one process and subpoena servers and have more great stories than we would. Y'all are gonna call me and want more stories after we do this episode, I think. I follow Liz on Facebook and just our own stories of different cases of the circumstances of someone coming to the door in their underwear, uh, the ways people try to evade service. And so we're gonna talk about what sounds like something boring, but I assure you, stay listening service the process is interesting. So welcome, Liz. Thank you, BJ. It's great to be here. And Rogue, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me here. So let's start
2: off, Liz, how did you, how long have you been doing this? I have been in the industry since 2001. And what got you into this? By accident. (laughs) What kind of accident? September 11th. (laughs) How's that? i had lost my job when when the disaster happened. And I looked around, I found a job with a courier company, and it just morphed into service a process for me.
1: And as part of that, you started learning the law behind it, correct? Oh, yeah. It took a few years. And... The law provides that you do have to personally serve. That's the ideal way. And in most states, again, we're a national show. Every state is different. Um, Liz is here in Georgia. But the ideal is personal service, where you are handed a subpoena, where you are handed a lawsuit, so that you can file an affidavit that says, I, under oath, have given this person notice of their lawsuit. How do people in
2: general react to your arrival? Usually not very happy with me. I have a feeling that a lot of times people are mistaken. They believe that I'm part of the other party or I'm plotting against them with the, the attorneys. A lot of times I feel like they think they're getting ganged up on. So they try to run from you. They try to sometimes they throw the papers at you. They, sometimes they cuss you out. Sometimes they call the police.
1: Do you ever have to kind of do some surveillance or is that done
2: for you in advance in terms no, of trying to No, we find do somebody? a lot of stakeouts on people, and they'll warn us ahead of time if someone's going to try to avoid or if they're going to be froggy, as I like to put it. Who's froggy? <laughs> what, is it? what do you mean by froggy? Froggy, I mean, you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, even if the if someone's been married to someone for 20 years, sometimes they'll say they're going to be completely unpredictable. They might be sweet as pie, or they turn the dog on you. They, you don't know. As far as finding people, or sometimes you just have to smoke them out. You have to sit outside their house. Or if you know their home, you see they see you walking around talking to the neighbors. A lot of times if it's trash day and you know it, you can get there early in the morning and sit out there and they can't take their trash to the curb while you're sitting there because they don't want to come outside and get served. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get people to come out.
1: So it sounds like, I mean, there's a lot more involved in serving someone in terms of you getting to know the patterns do you try to do it just straight up and then if it's difficult then you resort
2: or does yeah. the lawyer
1: give you a heads up this one's gonna unless be unless
2: i get a heads up that the person is definitely going to be troublesome i will walk up to the door and just treat them the same and I, I i always say kill them with kindness and another saying i always have is being served a lawsuit doesn't have to be a completely unpleasant experience There's no need to incite a riot. I'm just delivering some paperwork. That's why we're an unbiased person in the situation. A lot of people don't believe that. Your Facebook page is always very entertaining um, in terms of some of the crazy things
1: that people have done to try to avoid service. Got any ideas of a good
2: one? (laughs) Gosh, there's so many. Um, I had one where a lot of times while I get uh, parents that are coming through the carpool lane at the school to pick up their child. And the father saw me waiting in the carpool lane, like standing outside the cars. He got out of the carpool lane, drove through the parking lot, and drove through a fence to get away from me. And the school police officer saw the whole thing happen and asked me to get in her golf cart. And we chased after him in our cart, but he lost us. But I mean, that's, uh, this is a junior high school and he, he did that just to get away from me and left his kids sitting in the, the line to get picked up just to avoid being served. It's stunning to me because, you know, and, and granted, I've been doing this for a long time, so it
1: shouldn't be. But the fact that in law, and, and I realize people don't know law, you're going to get served. I mean, running accomplishes nothing. You can Google this if you don't believe me and look at what, you know, different blogs and different lawyers talking about the fact that Running and getting away from subpoena doesn't really accomplish anything Um, and, in fact, can really inflame the situation. I mean, a judge, if it gets to the point that a judge is involved, then what do they think of the person by doing that? And, like, when you're telling that story, was that a divorce or was that, in general, something— I believe it was a contempt. A contempt. So they had—you know, it's interesting when you say that. Contempt means you didn't follow the order of the court, and then your reaction to it is to take off running— when all you have to do is peacefully take a sheet of paper.
2: Exactly. And I get a, quite a few, and more recently than before, of people, when I'm at their door, I call it doorbell hell or nightmare knock. If I know they're home, I'm not leaving. And if they have kids, I'm waiting till 730 at night, and I'm going to start ringing that bell because the kids can't go to sleep while I'm there, and they'll come to the door. But a lot of times, they'll, they'll, call, they'll say, I'm calling the police. Good. I call the police first and tell them who I am and why I'm there. And then the police will come and make them come out and take the papers. Because the they realize it's The absurd. police frown on being called to void service or process.
1: I, I know you and I had a case, and uh, you let me know that— it was a subpoena uh, for an upcoming hearing, and I think the person was a school teacher. And you just said you saw her crawling on the floor and was
2: yelling at her. You remember that one? I, I've had a few of them like that. I've looked in the window and I actually see them crawling around, trying to get away or hide from me. <laughs> the
1: absurdity of it—it's just incredible. Rogue, you're you're with Liz all the time. So, what do you remember about a funny one that you've been on?
3: Well. One time we were trying to serve this guy at a a golf course. So I said, You know, Archie would love this. And Liz looked at me like I was crazy because he's dead. And I said, He just loved to play golf. So they gave us a golf cart and we rode all around. The golf course.
1: You can Can laugh, Liz. It's okay. (laughs) Liz is sitting here where the three of us are here together at the mics, and Liz is trying to hold it in. You don't have to hold it in. Keep
3: going, Rogue. Anyway, so we drove around the golf course until we found this guy. He was uh, getting ready to putt, I believe. Anyway, Liz jumped out of the golf cart and ran up and served him and ran back and jumped in, and we took off.
2: (laughs) We took off, and we hit this little... Bridge. I don't think the golf cart was supposed to go on it, and we caught air. (laughs) And then later on at the club, we were returning the cart, and the lady says, "Well, how did you like the course?" And we said, "Oh, it was great." And then they had a bunch of hamburgers or grilling. They made us lunch and everything, so we got to eat and got the guy served and everything. And the guy, when I jumped out and served him, he said. Are you kidding me? Did I just get served a lawsuit on on the green? <laughs> I was like, you can't. You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or tr- even on your day off, there is no day off. <laughs> exactly. So, and the other thing is, this and everybody can't. I'm going to invite you to look at the Instagram post that I'll put up at this, and on Twitter, and on the Facebook page of all of us at some point. So, the two of you are quite a pair for somebody to maybe not expect to be process server. Because Liz, you have. Um, spiked blonde hair, right? That's right. And uh, a little punk action going at, I don't know what you call it, but it looks a little like punk rock. And then
3: you got your sidekick here, Rogue. Yeah. I'm a little old lady sitting in the car.
2: Well, that's, the, I always say we like, I like to. <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing already.
3: Because, <laughs> <just, if, laughs> Rogue, how old, how old are you? I'm 80, what, 85? 80, 80. She's going to be 86 in a week. Ah! Oh, oh, we'll have this out hopefully before well
1: this'll be our birthday episode for you. How oh, cool is that? Thank you. So you're eighty six years old with your daughter and um that that is definitely something people are not expecting. Oh well. Yeah.
3: I it's it saved my life. How's that? Well, it got me out of the house. I'm always out running around doing something. Oh, she's
2: and a great helper.
3: And, you know, it's exciting. I mean, I can't imagine sitting in, in a rocking chair waiting to
2: die. And you would be surprised the number of people that step towards me when I'm in a situation serving that I think or maybe are about to strike me or push me or grab me and they see her in the car, they stop because they know they got another set of eyes on them. No, oh, they have a witness. A witness. A great eyewitness. Yep,
1: a very good witness and also a defense force, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you do have to take a second look when you say, she's got these beautiful light gray blue eyes and uh, a sweet, I, I know that every time y- y'all come to visit me, I always enjoy, we, we have a visit, we have a talk. That's um, a very special relationship that y'all have. It definitely is. and And it provides protection. And so let's talk about that protection because- there are times where people do attempt violence, am I right? Definitely. Can you tell us about that?
2: There's been a few times I actually changed my tactics as far as if it's a close call, I won't call the police. But if a person grabs a hold of me, I will. And that's from working in Atlanta for so long. Because if you someone just scares you and you, you call the police, Atlanta Police Department, first of all, it's going to take them two hours to get there. But second of all, <laughs> they're going to be like, why are we here? Someone frightened you? I mean, and the thing is... And I, you've got this chosen line of business, which exactly. you got to have
1: a little bit of a thick skin to do. Well,
2: I've had I had somebody one time try to shove three lawsuits in the sunroof of my car after I served him, and he punched my window and he tried to open my car door, and I pulled away as he was trying to stuff the lawsuits in my sunroof, and the lawsuits fell down the back of the car in the street, and I looked in the mirror and he's just standing in the street with all these papers all over the place. Well, he called the police and said I ran over his foot and the charge filed a hit and run against me. So I had to go down to the headquarters and interview with one of the detectives and write up the whole story of what happened. The man admitted that he was served a lawsuit and he was trying to return it. But he said I had no right to run over his foot Well, it turned out I had not run over his foot. He was just trying to get me arrested. And the police offered filed charges against him for punching my window and trying to get into my car. I said, I don't even want him to know my name. My address is going to be on the police report. I'd rather just go back to work. Yeah. But uh, the funny thing about that one was he didn't answer the lawsuit, and he ch- he tried to say he was never served. And, and there's a police I've report. I've got a police report. <laughs> so I faxed the police report over to the people, and I said, hey, I said, He's got, I've got it in writing. Now he said quotes, she served me a lawsuit, and I chased her to her car with them. <laughs> and to a
3: pretty
1: good witness,
2: which would be a police officer. Exactly. Insane. You know, and that's another thing of the desperation that
1: people go to in order to try to avoid um, going to court, which is something that is something a, a – you know, we get frustrated with courts. But it is an important thing to be able to resolve things and resolve disputes between people without resorting to
2: violence. Well, and I started uh, almost two years ago wearing a body camera. I just got so tired of people contesting service or just the flat-out lies. And most of all, I just hate putting on long pants to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
1: if you have a video, I guess, you don't have to testify that I don't have to that go that to often. court.
2: <laughs> I don't have to dress up to go to court. <laughs> That's the best part. And do you help? does that help make you safer as well? It does. A lot of people see it, but a lot of people don't, and they still say they weren't served. And we produced a video for them. And I, I really wish there was some type of stricter law against these people that lie like that because they just drop it and move forward. But how about take them to court and get them for perjury or contempt for lying? They don't seem to ever do that with anybody.
1: Although those are all, you know, there's a lot of legal reasons because, well, once they go into court and they say they lie about it, that's one thing. Yeah. Right? Perjury prosecutions are tough. That's another show, maybe exactly. another day. She's yeah. already giving me ideas. <laughs> that's great. ideas. I remember looking at your Facebook page, Getting Ready for This, and you had an interesting observation about these new things that are on people's doors. I think they're called Nest oh. or the doorbells that record. Tell, yes. me, tell me about your reaction to the technology that lets you, when someone comes and rings your doorbell, they can see and hear who's at their front step. That's the
2: thing. That's bad for me because I don't ever want to engage in a conversation with someone that's not right in front of me because then you're forced to lie about what you have. If you tell them you've got legal documents for them, and they're never going to come to the door. They're never going to. They're going to be aware of you. And they also can see what you look like through those cameras. So when they start talking on those doorbells, first of all, I don't even ring the camera doorbells anymore. I just knock if they have got one. If they, someone starts talking through it, I just look all around like I'm confused and I don't understand technology. <laughs> it works pretty good for me. And then they just <laughs> open the door or, or they don't. Or and a you lot go of times they're B. not even home. And so that's the thing. That's the problem. And uh, those little cameras can see out to the street, too, so you have to park further away if they happen to get you. You don't even have to ring the bell, I don't think, for them to see you on the camera. Yeah, that's another piece of technology that some of our process servers are wondering. If that person starts talking to you through the camera and they can see you, then one way or another, someday, there should be allowed for you to leave the papers there because... There's got to be some type of segue for service for something like that, because this, for me, is a great thing for avoiders. I mean, it's great for break-ins and all that stuff, but it's bad for us. Right. And you want to administer
1: justice requires people to accept the joining in and being part of it, and, and Rogue is, is, is nodding with me on that one. Mm-hmm. Rogue, tell me about some times where you're sitting in the car while your daughter is out there and something's difficult happening. How do you react, Rogue, when you see it maybe not going so easily?
3: Well, I don't want to incriminate myself anyway by saying this, but I do have a pistol in the car. I have a right to use it. <laughs> and if it were to ever get too bad, I would use it because I'm not going to let anything happen to my baby.
2: Well, we've had a couple of close calls with dogs, wild dogs in the country. Wow. One time she almost saw me get mauled by six dogs. I barely made it back to the car and the littlest one got me on the leg. But, uh, you know, on the country roads, in um, the country homes, when I pull up, the first thing I do is shake my car keys out the window. And if there's any dogs in the neighborhood or around, they're going to come around the house. So I shake the keys and wait for a little bit. Next thing you know, I finally get out of the car and walk up to the front door, and a dog came around the corner, one dog. And I thought, that's not so bad. And I started walking back to the car, and here comes six more after it. And they were wild country dogs, and they were coming after me like a pack. And, uh, and I'm, like, running in the car, and she's watching the dogs chasing me. What did you do, Rogue? <laughs> and I was like, I hope she's got her pistol ready and start <laughs> shooting because I'm about to – once I go down, I'm not going to be able to get up. But I made it back to the car. But uh, there's something that she does for me er on every single service. When I knock on the door or uh, ring When she knocks on the door. The people will peek out their windows to see who it is. And so if... If I can't see it when I'm at the front door. So she sits in the car and watches the house. So I'll turn around and go like that. Like put my fingers up to my eyes. Like, can you see anything? Uh, she- to signal to Rogue. Yeah. So you all have a
1: signal between yeah. the two of you. And Rogue, what do you do? When you see that signal, what
2: do you do?
3: Well, I just
1: say, she'll, okay. She'll
2: sh- shake her head yes, like someone's looking out. If yeah. they are, then I'm, I'm relentless. I don't stop ringing the bell or knocking on the door. But it, plus, they see her, see them. Most of the time, they'll come to the door because they know that they, someone saw them. Oh, they're not going
3: to do anything because they know they have a witness.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's another thing that's really helpful, having her with me. Plus, nobody expects an 85-year-old woman to be <laughs> serving <laughs> lawsuits at the house either. She waves. She'll give a me? little happy wave. Right. When did you start serving with your daughter? How, long, how many years have you all been Goodness, doing this together? How long has it been? She, I had to move back to the house in 2012 to start helping her full-time. So that's when she started writing full-time. But she's been writing with me uh, randomly since I started in 2001.
1: Wow. This is your job, too. When people are paying, they're getting the two-for-one on, <laughs> uh, when they hire y'all. Yeah,
2: she gets called to court just like I do.
1: Do you? She, Have you testified in
2: court? I don't think she's had to testify yet. I don't recall it. A lot of times if we just both show up, the other party— Drops whatever they're trying to say. So once we walk in the door. (laughs) But, yeah, she knows more about most legal work than, well, I wouldn't want to say a lot of attorneys, but I'm going to say a lot of people in the industry. (laughs) It's because I'm around it so much. And every day she helps me write my log when I'm driving so I can keep my eyes on the road. I'll just... Tell her out loud where we're going. She helps me make a list of stuff. Um, another thing she'll do is write descriptions of people down, when uh, things that she sees that I don't see. Because sometimes when someone's coming after you or someone's trying to turn the water hose on you or sick their dog after you, immediately I'm so involved in getting away from them and getting in my car, I don't really look at them. And then we get in the car and I'll say, what did that guy even look like? I will say this even as a lawyer, sometimes I have a hard time
3: describing someone.
2: Well, I think it's because you're not really
3: looking. They are not accustomed to maybe having to know. And you focus when you're out there. Well, when I'm with Liz, especially if I think anyone's going to hurt her, I'm going to be able to describe that person to a T. So in addition
1: to this dynamic duo of process (laughs) serving— And people can already tell, y'all have a very special relationship as mom and daughter. You know, and I share this, y'all were very, um, especially Rogue was really, y'all came out not long after my mother passed away and stopped Mm, by. I Um, remember. It was so meaningful. And when I see that you do this with your mom, I was blessed to be able to spend the end you know, the several months when she got sick, and then, but it reminds me of what other things I missed. Yeah.
2: And the fact that neither one of you are missing any of those things, it's so incredible. I think so too. I feel like she's a surrogate mom for a lot of my friends that have lost their mothers. Yeah. Because, I mean, they'll come out and they, Oh, the Rogue Senior, and everybody hugs her. She's very walks around. huggable. Oh, yeah. She is very huggable. <laughs> She's a good cuddle bug, yes. A-
1: and y'all are just funny, because I know like, when we're off duty, you- how many cats do y'all have over at your place? <laughs> we're
2: talking about the cat situation. <laughs> no, I, I, all right, come <laughs> on. Well, we we were fine until go. the stray had kittens, okay? And then it got like crazy. Y'all, we got a couple cats <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah, we got a couple cats. <laughs> and yeah. there is a particular type of
1: meal and a particular kind of drink I think that you like. You want to tell us what it is?
3: Oh, margaritas?
2: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> if we have a tough day, that's the first thing on her list of what, what we're going to do after work. Mexican a mar- and a Mex- margarita. Mexican and a margarita. Yeah, after a tough week, I'll tell her, I said, when well, we earned it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you do earn it. I'm going to make sure that uh, you get a margarita today for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're having tea right now, though. That's Um, right. It's it's, really good, too. So it is delicious, and it's pick a tea appropriate for my guest. And this particular tea is Reg Zinger, because if anybody is a zinger for life and has a zest for life, it is Rogue, and of course you, Liz, as well. I just thought it was perfect. It's a Tangy and tart, hibiscus tea, earthy and sweet is the description on the box. And I was like, that's Rogue. She is, she is tart. She is tangy. She is sweet. She is earthy. She is everything that we all want to be in our 80s. And I can't wait to keep interviewing you from now and forward and love the fact that y'all work so well together. And out there is doing a part of the justice system, because if we don't have the paperwork serve, if we don't follow the law, then all the things and the protections that we need will not be in place. So y'all are an important part of the legal system. Definitely. So thank you for joining me for Law Talk. Cheers. Cheers. We'll, we'll clink our teacups <laughs> for now and uh, a margarita when things <laughs> open. We got a little few more minutes before bars open.
0: Thanks. Thank you, BJ. Thank you, BJ. This podcast is not to be construed as legal advice. With any legal issue, you should reach out to a professional attorney that practices law in the state and area of law for which you need information or consultation. Law Talk with BJ does not establish an attorney client relationship, which is only formed when you have hired an attorney and signed an engagement agreement or contract. It's Law Talk with BJ Music theme written and produced by Atlanta Audible. This podcast copyright 2018 BJ Bernstein Esquire.